Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. We are so delighted that you are here. From the halls of Madtown, Madison, Wisconsin, I am Steve Rachmaninoff Olivas. And from Boring Town, Indianapolis, he is James Twinkle Twinkle Little Star Breakwell. <laughs> and uh, James, how are you doing tonight? I am doing amazing. I wore my brightest shirt tonight because I just wanted to dazzle the audience. So if you're watching on YouTube, you are in for a treat. And if you're listening to audio only, well, congratulations. You're not going to be blinded by my my light. So good for you. Why are you wearing such bright attire this evening? Oh, lots of reasons. I just like to shine. Uh, I thought maybe the reason I lost last week was people just couldn't see me. I just faded into the background as I was just throwing out, you know, pearls of wisdom. So this week, there'll be no mistaking me. They'll go back, and when it's time to vote, the only thing they'll be able to think of is this bright shirt. And that's how I'm going to win. Wow, that is certainly one of the things they'll (laughs) think of. Speaking of the poll last week, James... How did coffee lose the poll? I I suspect shenanigans. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know how what? many friends and relatives you have. I mean, I, I assume you didn't have many <laughs> friends. Maybe you have a few relatives. But there had to be some monkey business going on behind the scenes. How does how does uh, coffee lose? I mean, we have a primarily American audience. That doesn't even make sense. I mean, I, there was a, there was a, a, a error in the matrix. That's what that was. Somebody went in and tampered with the system. <laughs> Man, it ain't my family. I asked my wife the other day, did you vote? And she said, and I quote, what? (laughs) So, no, I I had nothing. I had nothing. I voted because someone's got to vote for me. And as it turns out, the world has spoken. And little Dr. Steve is what they like in their lives. Or maybe it's your daughters and your nieces and nephews and whoever else you corralled out of that daycare to come into your thriller video. And uh, congrats on finding an iconic video that neither you nor I had even thought of until like 48 weeks into the show. I thought, oh, good Lord, of course he's doing thriller. Yeah, you know, technically I think we're supposed to be doing embarrassing movie scenes, but I think at this point we're just into embarrassing whatever. And thriller is, I mean, it's a music video. It is kind of a movie, but yeah, at this point, if it humiliates us, it's good to go. I mean, the bounds of our rules are just, there are no rules. <laughs> at this point it's 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 total war let's do this <laughs> and it's almost a war on our viewers and listeners <laughs> as it's an assault on the eyes to watch us do what we do yes this is uh it's not easy on anybody i'm not gonna lie we're all suffering here but that's okay because the suffering ends now because we have a great topic for today and that to- what are we doing we today? are doing how do you eat how should you eat sweet corn should you eat it like across oh. the row like a typewriter you go back and forth back and forth or should you eat it in circles where you spin it as you go uh there's only one right answer to this. I actually got into a fight with my wife about this earlier, so I know it's a serious topic worthy of in-depth discussion and the seriousness with which we approach all of our topics. Let's let's hit this thing. (laughs) Absolutely. And before we forget, now you and I are recording this on Monday. This will come out on Thursday, but this is the week 
that 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage has made its international debut <laughs> on a device near you. Yes, it is out. You can listen to it. Uh, our first episode was a very non-traditional marriage, but we uh, we took a crack at it anyway because there's nothing we're, uh, we're not afraid to break. So we, <laughs> we gave it the old college try, and I think we did a pretty good job, or at least we didn't do the worst job in the world. There have been no angry mobs to come after us since then, and that's, that's pretty much my criteria for how I did on anything. Did this inspire vigilante justice against us? And it did not. So I think we're good to go. Uh, we've already got a couple more episodes in the can, so we know how those ones turn out. So you, uh, yeah, uh, search for 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage on your favorite uh, on your favorite podcast listing uh, service and uh, enjoy for probably 11 minutes. It's one minute more than promised. It's one minute of bonus content. <laughs> well, it's, oh, we got to kind of set it up and then talk it out at the end. That takes a little bit of buffer, but it is, uh, it's 10 minutes of the grit, the grist, <laughs> and the mill. And I and speaking like, of, well, I, I'm, oh, I'm going to ruin your compliment. I'm going to ruin your your transition there, but I still owe you a compliment. And if I don't give it uh, give it out soon, I'm just going to gag on it. <laughs> I won't be able to. Uh, I won't be able to spit it out. But <laughs> as you know, because we are gentlemen, before we engage in this in this clash of intellects that is wrong and wronger, we always give a compliment that is, is that may or may not be sincere to our opponent. And my compliment what? to you this week, Steve Alevis, is I would yeah. like to congratulate you. Uh, oh, for, for placing such a high value on the view from your hotel room. Like, I don't know that I've ever been to a hotel room where I glanced out the window more than once. But for you, it's like the defining event of your life. Every time you go someplace on Twitter, which is about every other day, you always post the majestic views, the, the kingdom over which you will reign supreme. And generally, it's a parking lot or a series of parking lots. Every once in a while, it's like a, just like a barren grass field. Today, I think you're looking at a body of water, maybe. Uh, so so I don't know what you do in that hotel room if you you're just like the creepy guy up there in the window staring out when everybody else would, you know, go down to the bar or watch TV. But I guess congratulations for knowing what you value. And that what you value is is a sad hotel window out which you can stare uh, by yourself for, for several hours at a time. Wow, that's... Um... <laughs> Boy, I am going to take that, and it just makes my heart go pitter-patter when I think about how touching that was. What I love more than a view out of a hotel window is a good running joke on Twitter, and all of my people participate. There's two things about hotels that I seem to be saddled with most times. One is I have a room that's about a 1250 cab fare from the elevator, and two is I'm looking out over rusty HVAC units and a rooftop antenna. That tends to be the theme. And people have been tweeting pictures of getting the Steve Olivas treatment at hotels ever since then. <laughs> tweeting pictures of long hallways and of lousy views. Tonight, you just happen to catch me when I have a good one. It's actually over my right shoulder here. It's Lake Mendota in Madison, Wisconsin. I actually have a corner penthouse suite. Wow. And uh, when I'm with the Hiltons, they treat me right because I stay so much in Hilton hotels. And uh, today, they gave me a good one. And access to the lounge that has free booze and free food. Hence my eyes. A little bit bloodshot <laughs> tonight. But thank you very much. And speaking of bloodshot eyes, you and your girls did a great zombie dance with Thriller. 
I've got to say, you dance, and if you read through all the comments that people leave you, there is one theme that I find evolves on almost everybody, and that is the words, awkward white guy, <laughs> and that is the way that you dance. But it lent itself well to being a thriller zombie, so congratulations on you and compliments to you for finding a video that actually matches the rather <laughs> lumpy and stiff style that you dance in. Yeah, that's, that's just how I dance normally. I mean, every dance for me at a wedding is thriller. <laughs> every single one, that's just how I move. You can't tell if I'm a reanimated corpse or just a drunk guy, and usually I'm somewhere in between those two. So yeah, I really played to my Boy. skill set, and you could tell. I mean, it, it disturbed the dog massively. He was barking his head off because he thought I really was a zombie. I played the part well. I might not have had rhythm, but I definitely had the shambling down. Uh, and you will see that shambling in every single other dance number we do. That one's not going <laughs> away. That's all I've got. I have never heard nor spoken the word shambling. So another congratulations as you continue to be a wordsmith I, with your I English I wrote an degree. entire book about zombies. I, I mean, this is, this is the book I wrote. It's, yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this, there are zombies in Only Dead on the Inside, A Parent's Guide to Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse. I use shambling more right than a few times. Time. All right. I will have to take your word for it because <laughs> you didn't read it. I got that book and immediately used it to hold up one end of our kitchen table, which was a little bit wobbly. You know what? Or schwabbly. As that you was in my pitch video. Word. I did. I did. Uh... Pre preach the attributes of you know leveling tables and chairs with it but really i don't care what you do with it after you buy it i get my cut of the royalties and you can burn it for all i care in fact i wish you would burn it because then you have to buy a replacement <laughs> copy you, you should heat your home all with right. these things i'd be okay with that well fantastic well this is just all a goodwill tour that we're on here and uh, we are almost at the one-year mark, James. Can you believe in three weeks we are going to have been together? We have been a couple for a year. The honeymoon is drawing to uh, a close. Was there ever a honeymoon? I, I'm trying to remember a time where we got <laughs> along and there was cheer and goodwill between us, and I just can't do it. I, I think that's a fictionalization. We'll have to do something special for one year. I don't know what. Maybe <laughs> maybe never speak to each other again, be like a real married couple. That would be That would be good. <laughs> Oh. Square footage and two TiVos. That's the way marriage works. All right. Do you have the Guam, the Guam right, Quarter of Fate? We got to get this thing rolling here, man. I got to beat you in this yeah, argument yeah, and yeah. redeem myself. Speaking of marriage, the Guam Quarter of Fate has made it to Wisconsin yes. with me. And uh, explain what the two sides of the quarter will represent tonight. All right. So for me, it's heads. You eat the corn on the cob like a typewriter. Tails, you spin it around and uh, eat it in rotations. All right, so rotisserie versus typewriter. Typewriter is heads, Guam quarters up, and it is it is heads. I had to kind of lean it into the light so I could see it. I am not a young man, James. <laughs> heads it is, you have typewriter stuff. All right, well, the Guam quarter of fate has given me a gift this week. I think I, think I can knock this one out of the park. I, this is how everybody eats it. When you see somebody on TV eating corn on the cob, they're not twirling it around like a crazy person. They're going back and forth like a typewriter. It's the most efficient way. The, the corn on the cob has evolved or been genetically engineered to, to have kernels in a straight line 
all the way across. And you can just go and eat two or three rows at once and go all the way across and then turn it around a little bit and eat it all the way across. It's perfectly efficient. It's much cleaner that way because you're not, you know, twirling it and splashing yourself in the face and rubbing it everywhere. It just, it, 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 <laughs> wow. it makes more sense. Like it's not even remotely ergonomic to keep twirling it. I don't, I don't know what argument you could possibly have to the contrary. Well, a couple of things that you're wrong about. <laughs> Just and a couple. One is that the whole t t <laughs> the whole typewriter thing is an absurd argument because when you rotate the corn on the cob, especially if you rotate bottom up, I don't know if that's clockwise or counterclockwise. <laughs> I guess it depends on which side you're sitting on. But what you're doing is you're hitting the bottom of your teeth perfectly. And so you're sort of going in rhythm. And you don't, I, I don't know how you envision rotating while you're eating. If you rotate <laughs> one row and then move over, rotate another, move up. No, you do it like you're peeling an apple and trying to make one continuous peel. Like you rotate in, 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 in let's just call it clockwise formation. And as your top teeth are perfectly hitting those rows, of corn pulling that sweet those sweet kernels <laughs> of corn into your mouth like you just can keep going and going and going you don't have to pause at the end when the ding hits and then you have to hit that weird bar on the side and reset to the <laughs> other end and then go back again and uh, why do you want to put yourself through that many burned calories what you want to do is eat the corn if your point is to eat the corn then for God's sake eat the corn and do it in a rotational manner <laughs> if you uh, if the Guam quarter of fate had not giving you this circular rotation. I imagine how you eat it is like vertical up and down, just going, <laughs> <laughs> trying in vain to fit it in your mouth. <laughs> God, I remember losing teeth when I was a kid and my mom had to cut the corn off of the cob <laughs> because I couldn't eat it without front teeth. <laughs> uh, such a rite of passage. The corn, on the cob, the corn on the cob is so messy to start with. You get the butter and the salt and the pepper and the corn juices. <laughs> it's all mixed in there. And uh, if you're going to do that, you might as well go with the cleaner approach. I really think it is cleaner to just engage on that two or three row expanse right in the middle and go straight across. Because once you cut that first swath across you've always got an entry point for the entire for the entire length of the corn you don't have to cut a new path the path is already there and you can just go back on it but if you rotate you clear three or four horizontal rows all the way around vertically and then you have to rotate over again and you have to cut a new path and you go over again you have to cut a new path you're you're constantly going in cutting a new path and that's what causes the splash damage and don't pretend like you've never been splashed <laughs> by sweet corn if it's juicy if it's been cooked right on the grill or in the pot uh it's gonna have some 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 moisture in there that's going to explode outward and the way that moisture explodes outward is if you're rotating it around like a crazy person if you eat it in an orderly manner back and forth like a typewriter you will avoid that splash damage it just makes sense to eat it like a typewriter Wow. I Again, I have never used nor heard the phrase splash damage before, <laughs> at least not in this context. And I will just leave it at that for the time being. But James, how OCD are you when you have to go in one row at a time? And when you do that, if you are as OCD as the unicorn apparently is, you have to eat exactly the right row as you're moving across. Because God help you if you vary a little bit, because then Breakwell doesn't have his entry point 
I don't even know what that means in this context either. Are you gonna are you gonna like you zigzag wrong? through your chorus, cutting like carving corn circles on it? Like what what kind of madness is going on over there at the Olivas household? You just go across. It's not that hard. It's already cut in straight rows. This isn't like trying to color inside the lines. I mean, there's there's just large lines. It's almost impossible to get out of the lines. You'd have to purposely purposely try to get out of them. I mean, how drunk are you when you're eating this corn? You just go back and forth. Well, first of all, that's a personal judgment that you're making right there second of all i don't know how things work in your barbaric household where you grab the corn with both palms of your hands like in the olivas household we're a little more bourgeois than that we have the corn holders we drop 99 cents on those things and they look like little cobs of corn with stickers coming out of the sides of them and you put that in the corn cob and then you never have to worry about getting butter splashed all over you and if you're that concerned about it. Why don't you wear like a lobster bib when you're eating? <laughs> Most of us can pull off corn on the cob without getting stuff on the drapes all around us. I don't know how things work in your house. But again, when you're doing the rotation, as soon as you're done with a section, you're done. You're just kind of moving along with the corn. You don't have to reset the clock and start all over again. How depressing must that be to be you? You don't have to reset the clock. You're all the way at one end. You just work your way back from that end. You don't have to go all the way here and then reset it like an actual typewriter. You go all the way here, you rotate it slightly, and you go back across. It's the easiest thing. You do back and forth? Yes, I do back and forth. It just makes sense. No wasted oh energy. God. Come on. It's is this is this is full efficient eating. I mean, I came from a, a big household. I'm one of seven kids. If you want your fair share of corn on the cob, you need to eat that corn fast in the most efficient way possible. And the most efficient way possible is the typewriter mode. If you're going in the circular mode, you're going hungry. You're getting that first half ear of corn and you're done. The rest of it is gonna be gone. As for the holders that you stick in corn, like I've got small children, and those things are the sharpest things on the face of the earth there's nowhere <laughs> wait i'm giving a two or a three-year-old those jabbing implements so i'm gonna have a stabbing war at my table what i'm gonna do is give them the ear of corn and say eat this like a person back and forth in rows and solve your own problems and that's all it takes you know the other problem that your method creates is that you can't eat anything except the corn until the corn is done what like a what? <laughs> you can't put the thing down. If you're going back and forth and back and forth, that you you've got you can't just set it down and have a bite of hamburger yes, you or a bite of watermelon Do or a bite of hands function. You literally just set it on the plate. You just take it and you put it down. Like it won't explode. It won't burst into flames. It'll just sit there and wait for you to pick it back up. I promise. I'm willing to do a live oh, demonstration for you. I don't have any corn right here. I can do a follow-up video of me eating corn <laughs> wow. and setting it down and not not blowing up the world. I tell you what, that'll get us kicked off YouTube if you don't have the corn on the cob what? and you're doing it. <laughs> I can imagine there are some, with uh, weird 70s guitar riffs, some videos that have that very motion going on. And it's not about corn on the cob. This is this is why we're but not going to make it to the one-year mark right here. This is going to be our last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> What I don't explain yourself. Why can't you set it down if you go like a typewriter instead of going in circles? I want to follow your because logic. Because you're going back and forth and back and forth, like you're just creating that motion. And why do you want to stop the momentum to put it down and have some hot dog? <laughs> 
James, I'm an American. I love hot dogs and apple pie. I don't have to eat nothing but corn for a meal. When you're eating in row or in a circular <laughs> motion, anytime you stop, you can stop because you create your own entry point. Let me use your argument against you here that you're saying that you don't need the entry point because you're going back and forth. That I create an entry point. I can bite down in the middle of that sucker like an apple and eat it if I want to. That's the beauty of the going around in circles. I picture you eating this thing like a horse, just like biting out of the cob. <laughs> when you're done, there's nothing left. You eat. I've never eaten a you, horse. I you don't eat. Know. Uh, you eat grits. I mean, grits is pretty close to ground up corn no, cobs. No, no. Hey, hey, you take that back. <laughs> I will not. I do for not the long, eat for grits. the longest time. I thought that's what grits was, but it's not. I, I thought. I swore you eat grits. Is it oatmeal you eat? What sort of sick concoctions do you eat in the morning as you stare out over your parking lots from these hotel rooms? It's oatmeal with yogurt mixed into oh, it. And the, okay, that tastes good to you. Now I'm going to trust your judgment on corn on the cob from oatmeal and yogurt <laughs> guy. Seriously? Way to destroy all of your credibility. Okay, I know a thing or two. I, unlike you, live in the heart of the Midwest. I live in Indiana. I mean, there's an amusement park, or one amusement park in Indiana. The slogan is, there's more than corn in Indiana. Because when you think of Indiana, you only think of corn. It's all we've got. You've got to defer to me on this. You've got you've got Nashville and you've got country music and I've got corn. Trust the corn man. This is how the people who grow the corn eat the corn. Back and forth like a typewriter. Yeah. No, no. James, you grew up on a pig farm. Pigs eat corn like you eat jelly beans. They just toss it in the mouth and chew it up. I grew up literally on a cornfield. That was touching my yard, a giant cornfield. I know a thing or two about corn. And when I was a kid, I was creepy. So we were the children of the corn. What do you got? You're, you're the children of you, a swine. I don't you even growing know how that up works. next to a cornfield that you didn't you, you didn't tend to is like Sarah Palin saying she can steal you know Russia from her house. Okay, you were corn adjacent. You had nothing to do with the corn. Uh, I, uh, I I my family raised corn. If you if you have livestock, I mean you always grow corn and soybeans and all that. Any acreage gets turned into that. And now I mean I'm in an entire state run by corn. Uh, it, it's big corn. <laughs> It's our lobby. It's our powerhouse here. You don't mess with the corn <laughs> lobby. You'll, you'll end up in a river somewhere. They've got powers. And let me tell you something. Big corn wants you to eat like a typewriter so you can eat it faster and buy more corn. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're at the 21-minute mark here. We got to roll the dice and tell people how to vote for Steve. Oh, All right. So... Just want everybody to remember, those of you watching, I'm the guy in the bright shirt. Those of you not watching, just imagine how bright my shirt is. It's as bright as my arguments. you got to vote for me this week. So if you want to vote for James and the it's typewriter method. It's pandering is what uh, it is. I'm sorry. Go the, ahead. I am 43. 43? Steve. All right. I don't have a 43, believe it or Steve not. Steve is 49. We're clustered together this week. I'm rolling on a very curved surface. It's kind of kind of arbitrary where it stops. And our random this week... I don't think I have a 49 either. It's 56. We are all in a tight cluster there. No number means much of anything. So uh, 56 is Robin Cole, and I believe Dennis Dirt Winston was also 56. Ah, yes. The Steve Shouts random name section. I didn't make fun of you for it <laughs> first, and you did it. I think last week I shamed you into not doing it. I, I went to bed victorious. Yeah, so. no, that'll never happen I was again. so proud I of myself. Silence. 
<laughs> that makes all one of them. All right. So, and don't forget to subscribe uh, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, YouTube is where we post our penalty videos. It's a great place to watch us if you want to see my bright, bright shirt and pretty face and also Steve and whatever the heck is going on with his face. Uh, wow! But, uh, but, you know, you can, you can listen to the audio-only version, and that's a great way. I actually listen to a lot of podcasts now, and I like to listen to them at double speed. You can get back in twice the information. Everybody who complains they don't have time for a 25-minute podcast, you can listen to this podcast at double speed on Stitcher and some of the other services, and you can pack it in in 12 minutes. And let me tell you, the jokes still land, but the awkward silences are half as long. We sound awesome at double speed. So I encourage you to give it a try. Do you really listen in double? I saw you tweet that, but do you really listen I in double speed? I absolutely listen at double speed. I worked my way up to it. I tried it like, at first I tried like one and a quarter, one and a half, and it sounded crazy. Uh, but then I started, uh, I got used to it. And I can do it for everybody unless the speaker is like female with a really high voice. Then when it's double speed, I can't understand it. Uh, but if it's, it, if like it's the, the lower the voice, thing, yeah. the easier it is to dub, uh, understand at double speed. Especially if they talk slow or think slow like you. So you make it super easy to listen to this podcast at double oh. speed. <laughs> Wow, boy, the 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 exchange of compliments is well in the rearview mirror by this point. Yes, it is. All right, so James is forty three. That's the number you vote for if you want to see me do the penalty video, and nobody wants that. Forty nine is the number you vote for to go pro Steve and pro watching James and his delightful young children do possibly dance of the sugar plum fairies <laughs> next week. I don't know what he has up his sleeve. And then uh, the dummy number is fifty six. If you want to cast your vote into the same river that James will be thrown in when Big Corn realizes <laughs> that he has lost this week again. <laughs> so until next week, I just spit on my desk. I'm sorry. This is like a Howie Mandel, not Howie Mandel. Gallagher. Who was the one that had the Sledgeomatic um, Gallagher. It's a da Gallagher concert. I, I beat you to your yeah. own dated reference. You really did have a lot of drink tonight, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. I'm blowing right through that one. Until next week. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. And don't forget 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, which is also on all of these outlets. And it's 10 minutes of relationship questions where I put on a more serious tone. And James, he's only got one tone. He's going to be break well. This is true. Until next week as we roll toward the one-year anniversary of Wrong and Wronger, this is Steve Olivas for James Breakwell, the exploding unicorn, saying thank you for watching and listening. And remember... <laughs> Two wrongs can make a right. Well, oops, sorry, I hit the core. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody.